Friends, grace and peace to you in Jesus' name. Amen. My dad had just left home to go to college. It was his first time being away from home for a long period of time. He was several miles away in Boulder and uh, about a, oh, three, four hours from home. His first couple weeks into the semester, he started to notice something he couldn't hear as well as he could before. He would sit on the front row of the lecture hall and he still could barely make out what the professor was saying. It was like he was underwater or something. He he just couldn't hear and he got very, very concerned. He thought something was really wrong with him and and what was his life going to be like if suddenly he was deaf? He couldn't hear anything and his parents were so far away. It was kind of lonely anyway. He was really, really concerned. So he made his way down to the health center on campus and he sat anxiously in the waiting room until the doctor invited him in. And he looked in his ears and he said, all right, son, just sit tight. The nurse will be in in a few minutes. And the nurse came in carrying a tray of strange-looking implements. And she played around in his ear for like 10 minutes, both of them. And somehow, with all of that stuff, was able to extract enough wax to make, like, a full Advent wreath's worth of candles. (laughs) And miracle of miracles, he could hear. As clean and crisp as ever, he could hear. Apparently, being away from home, he didn't have his mom there to remind him to clean out his ears. The moral of the story, of course, is... Be aware of what is filling your ears. Be aware of what is filling your ears. Jesus has returned to his hometown of Nazareth after going away for seminary. He didn't go to one of the vaulted academic institutions of the day. Instead, he just spent a few years hanging out with his really weird cousin John out in the woods, hearing the story of God's Good news, a baptism for the repentance and forgiveness of sins, the good news of God's kingdom come near, here, today. A story and a message that would be intimately connected to Jesus' own life and death and life again. But it was time to go home and visit the parents, and so he he went home, and he did what every good Jewish boy does. He, He went to synagogue, he went to worship. He joined all the other bar mitzvah men up on the bima, what we call the chancel here, and and he read the scriptures that were handed to him from the prophet Isaiah. And he read loudly, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, recovery of sight to the blind, release to the captives, to let the oppressed go free, and to declare the day of the Lord's favor. Stirring words about God's forgiving and releasing and liberating love. God's jubilee. God's wiping the slate clean for all people, indeed all of creation. Good, good news. Great words. Stirring words. But they weren't Jesus' words. He didn't write them. He was just reading the Bible. But everyone was fixed. But then he kept going. And he had something to add. And he told the crowd, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And everybody thought, 
What the heck does that mean? Literally, though, what Jesus said, at least what the Greek says here in the Gospel of Luke, is today, this word is full in your ears. It is full in your ears. As if Jesus, being present and speaking those words from the prophet Isaiah, made them come true, true in such a powerful way that they were filling their ear canals. Like a, like a foam earplug shoved into your ear canal and expanding to fill it up. It was filling them up and, and it was pounding against his, their eardrums, right? And it was rattling the hammer and anvil and stirrup and, and racing through the cochlea of his inner ear. I paid attention in third grade when we learned the pieces of the human ear. Thought someday it would come in handy and there you go. And it felt good. It felt good to have this good news of release filling them up, shoved in their ears. And they all thought well of Jesus. And he would have done well to just shut up and sit down at that point. But then he kept going. He said, that sounded pretty good, wasn't it? I got another story for you. Did you remember Elijah? You know, the prophet's prophet, the big hero of the Old Testament. Well, during, during Elijah's time, there was this famine. Everyone was starving. God's people, the people of Israel, your great, 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 great grandparents, they were starving to death. But so was everybody else. It's a huge famine, terrible. But who did God send Elijah to, to bring a word of healing and hope, to, to feed until the famine was finished? Was it your great, 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 great grandma? Nope. It was a widow, Zarephath, and Sidon. A foreigner. Actually an enemy. And remember Elisha? Elijah's protege, his favorite pupil? Well, during his time, there was a, a great epidemic of leprosy. Ugly, terrible disease. A skin disease that just was terrible. Everybody, lots of people had it. A lot of your ancestors, the people of Israel, God's chosen people, you know. The insiders? But a bunch of other folks had it too. And guess what? Do you remember who God sent Elisha to to bring healing and hope? It was Naaman, who was not only a foreigner or an enemy, but indeed was the commander of the enemy's own army in Syria. How's that feel rattling around in your ears? And suddenly, these people whose ears had just been full of the good news of God's forgiving and life-giving love and grace were suddenly filled with rage. Filled with rage. Has that ever happened to you? You're driving along the highway and suddenly somebody cuts you off or maybe almost pushes you off the side of the road or... You're driving around in the parking lot on a really cold day at the grocery store and you have your signal on to pull into a nice party and some jerk comes along and takes it. Or at school and some kid calls you a, a nasty name that no one should ever call anybody. Your boss, your teacher, maybe even your own mom embarrasses you in front of your friends and suddenly things were going just fine and all of a sudden 
all the blood from your head and your whole body just rushes to your ears and you can hear your heart pounding in there. You can't even hear anything else. You're so full of rage. That's how they felt. These people who, who thought so well of this hometown boy suddenly grab him and drag him to the edge of town and it's by God's grace alone that he escapes from being thrown off a cliff. That escalated quickly. Be aware of what fills your ears. Not everything we hear fills us up with good things. And such was the case for them, but it it happens in lots and lots of ways. And I wonder if maybe we might ponder for a moment, what's filling your ear canal these days? What's racing through your cochlea? What voices are you hearing that are drowning out other voices? Voices that might give you life, that might call you out into a more life-giving future. You're a loser. You're so dumb. You're fat. Ugly. You'll never amount to anything. Nobody likes you. No one ever will. You're a winner. You can do anything you want. All on your own. You don't need anybody else. You see how awesome you are? That's all you, man. You're great. Everybody loves you. You can do nothing wrong. Is it the cha-ching, cha-ching of the cash register? Each time the bell rings, you get richer and richer. Tells you your success. The constant clanging of the coins in your own coffer, or is it the The rustling of a stack of papers, a stack of bills you'll never be able to pay. The rustling of a pocket full of nothing but lint and old candy wrappers. Is it the waxy buildup of years of apathy? Not paying attention to what's happening in the world around you. Not able to hear the cries of the poor. The challenge of those who are longing for simply a path to be a part of what you already have. A part of the family instead of being left out. What is it that's in your ears right now? That's keeping you from hearing what perhaps you ought to be able to hear? What might indeed give you life and move you to be a part of God's work of giving life to the world. And maybe, maybe that's what baptism is all about. Because remember, baptism is a bath, folks. I know we may get dainty by just sprinkling a little because we don't want to scare the children, but it is a bath. And maybe when we get down in that water, 
It fills up our ears and washes them out. Gets in there and loosens up all that wax that's built up from years of not paying attention. So that we might hear clearly and crisply the clarion call of God's abundant grace. A word of love that forgives, that frees, that releases that which is captive, that sets you and indeed all the world free to be who God made us to be. That's what we are to hear. That's the word that ought to rattle around in our ear canal. That's what should be filling us week to week. Maybe what worship is, is just a holy Q-tip. That we roll around in there to get that gunk out so that we can hear the words, this is my body given for you and for all. That's the good news. That's the word that ought to fill your ears. That's the word that God proclaims today and every day to you and to them, to all creation. Brothers and sisters, friends, you are beloved Beloved, loved with a love that frees and forgives, you are before anything else. By virtue simply of God's grace and not by what you have done or left undone, you are beloved. So are they. And thanks be to God for that. Amen.